0: Straighten Your Crown. I'm Jenny.
1: Hi, I'm Larissa.
0: And this is Jamila. And
1: today,
2: our discussion is about beauty.
1: So,
2: Larissa, <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean to be beautiful?
1: Hmm. I think this is quite a um, challenging topic. Uh, I think, especially for females, because There's so much of pressure when it comes to beauty, I think, um, personally, as well as um, expectations that um, are external. And the reason I say that is because just to go over the um, dictionary definition um, is that beauty is defined by being pleasing to the sight, quality, shape, color, form that pleases the eye. And what we realize is that it's very Mm observer-based.
0: What about you, Jen? When I think of the word beauty, I think it goes both ways, right? So when I say both ways, it's like, on one hand, it's something that makes me feel happy and it gets me excited because I think of it like, this is a time for me to do my hair, do my makeup. But then on the other hand, It can also be very dreadful because I am not living up to certain expectations of what Mm -hmm. my perception or my understanding of beauty is so it's again like Larissa said it's challenging and I think it's very hard to define even on a personal level just because sometimes I feel beautiful and then other times I don't Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I think definitely the world standard of beauty
2: often has to do a lot with physical appearance and a lot of times is very not attainable (laughs) Mm if that makes sense Mm -hmm. Um, and also the thing that bothers me with it is that it's inconsistent like it's always changing Mm -hmm. like I remember in high school having like super thin eyebrows like you'd shave them off and draw them back on and like now it's like super bushy eyebrows where you're like drawing lines around your eyebrows to make them look thicker and it's just like every day you got to ask like what's the new standard what do I have to live up to now Mm -hmm. and that's a hard
1: thing to do yeah Mm -hmm. and I think also then it becomes faking it you know I think we've all been there where it's like you know, fake it till you make it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. even though you might not necessarily be interested in like drawing in your eyebrows or contouring or whatever, but you kind of feel pressurized to, you know, to Mm -hmm. do that because Mm -hmm. it's the in thing and everyone's doing it and you want to try too, you know. And um, so there's a lot of pressure, I think, then that kind of falls on women. For sure.
0: I was getting ready this morning and you know I haven't worn makeup in a very long time because I just, like I just recently had kids and you can't really <laughs> do anything, right? Especially with two. So, I put on some foundation and then I was like, okay, let me go look for some mascara, put on the mm-hmm. mascara, and I don't have any, which like never happens in my life. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, okay, I don't have any mascara. And I'm looking at my face, and I'm like, I look like I have no eyelashes. Because you know what? Like, you just wear foundation and no mascara. So then I'm just like, okay, well, I'm still beautiful because Jesus said so. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, you know, jokes aside, like, that's where we have to find our standard of Mm. beauty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Definitely. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the standard that doesn't change, right? Is that, like we're made in the image of god like Mm -hmm. what could be more beautiful than that yeah
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and i think it's also you know learning how to accept your flaws so-called flaws because there's beauty in those flaws you know um and you know as you were just saying jen like with myself you know having kids you know having stretch marks and put on weight and All these different things that my body has gone through, which um, has changed the way I look, I have to realize that even though my body has changed and I don't look the way I used to look, but there's still beauty in that. And the beauty is in being able to have children and bring forth these healthy babies, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's looking at yourself in the mirror and embracing those curves and that extra, you know, curvy hips and all these things that might have seen as something negative before but saying i'm so beautiful you know and i'm so and i'm loving it you know Mm -hmm. and celebrating it
2: Mm -hmm. i think in that sense it's like our perception Mm -hmm. like you mentioned like curvy hips and like they have that thing like baby mama hips Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's like okay well there's truth to that in that it allows you to carry your babies Mm -hmm. easier than like a woman who has narrower hips, Mm -hmm. right? And will allow for an easier birth. So Mm -hmm. it's like, when we think about it, everything about us is for a reason, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And even when I think of stretch marks, like Mm -hmm. you mentioned, um, we can look at them negatively, or we can look at them as something that is beautiful because if Mm. you if you get them like during pregnancy like it's almost like i don't even want to use the word scar because scar sounds negative Mm -hmm. but it's just like a symbol it's like winning right right (laughs) Mm. so it's like battle scar like Mm -hmm. you know like i went through Mm -hmm. this pregnancy Mm -hmm. i brought forth life Mm -hmm. and now i have these stretch marks as a reminder Mm -hmm. of this thing so
0: Yeah, I know for me, one thing I found challenging growing up and understanding beauty was never seeing any images that represented Mm -hmm. what I look like, and I think for a lot of uh, females of color, especially young girls, growing up in the era that I grew up, when you don't see that, right, and it's like the standard of beauty, or like the highest standard of beauty is having blonde hair and blue Mm -hmm. eyes, right, and for someone like me, like, that's Mm -hmm. just never going to happen, right? So. If I can't attain that, then does that mean I'm not beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. And like now we live in a time where people mm-hmm. have the option of like creating their own platforms and having their own spaces, so we do see other images of physical beauty being represented. But I think it's just always important to go back to like the standard of beauty that doesn't change,
3: mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: No, it is true. And I like that you brought that up because the world does definitely have this perception that, you know, lighter skin, light right. eyes. Right. And I think that it comes down to, and I could be wrong, but it could be that because that is a minority thing. Like, it is a very small percentage mm-hmm. of the world's population that are actually naturally blonde haired mm-hmm. and blue eyed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it might be in that sense that there's, like, a perception that it's, like, because it's so few people that Mm -hmm. it's extraordinary or something. Mm -hmm. But I think what it comes back down to is, like you said, like, being made in the image of God, which has a lot more to do than our physical appearance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the fact that God made each and every one Mm -hmm. of us, right, and God doesn't make mistakes. Right. And so it's just being able to see beauty in the concept of even just, like, the functionality of the human body. Mm -hmm. Like, all of the things that we're able to do that, like, to even try to wrap your brain around how God put all of this Mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. And it makes such perfect sense. You know, Mm -hmm. like, that's the thing that is really
1: beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, just... Um, looking at ourselves through, through the eyes of the Creator uh, is that none of us can say that we're not beautiful because we have not created ourselves. Mm-hmm. There's something, there's a higher, superior um, being, being God, that has created us. And, you know, when you think about things that are created, whether it's food or whether it's art, there's never a judgment put on what is created because the creator had an idea in mind when the the creator created it. And I think each and every one of us have to get to that place where we start processing our beauty through the eyes of the creator and appreciating how God has made us with all of our differences, the size of our nose, the size of our bodies and you know, all the different things that we might even see as issues and realizing that those things are beautiful because that's how he's created us uniquely. Mm -hmm. And I'm reminded of the scripture that says, um, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm -hmm. And when I read that scripture, I actually put a ring around I because it means that my perception has to change according to how the creator sees me. So if I see myself the way creator has seen me, Sees me, I would accept everything about who I am. But unless I gets in place in terms of how you see yourself, you're going to always allow yourself to be judged by someone else's standards sure. mm-hmm. of you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I like that scripture because when I think of being wonderfully made, I think of being made with thought and intention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't by accident it was on purpose mm-hmm.
0: yeah. and I think you know a, a lot of the issues that uh, we as women deal with in terms of beauty um, I think because beauty is so wrapped up in the notion of like our identity we have a lot like it's more of an identity issue versus a beauty issue mm-hmm. but then even that scripture that you just mentioned that speaks about our like the wholeness of our identity, not just the physical appearance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of what you see, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, the way I looked 10 years ago versus the way I look now mm-hmm. is, is different, yes. right? And it's mm-hmm. going to be different in 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. But my character, you know, am I a woman who fears the Lord? Am I a woman who's growing in my faith mm-hmm. integrity? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. just character points that are important that also... Um, maybe the world I don't think like the world really looks at those things as beautiful but you know I can think of people that I've met who physically are beautiful right but then because their character may not be beautiful Mm -hmm. it makes like it diminishes how beautiful like their physical appearance Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. so I think you know especially now as a person of faith putting emphasis on the things that God put emphasis on right Mm -hmm. and if he says that like he looks at the heart Mm -hmm. When he's dealing with people, then that's what we need to look at as well. Yeah. Right. No, definitely. Mm -hmm.
2: And I like that even when you mentioned the age, aging bit, because we seem to be in a society where, like, it's such a negative thing to age. Yeah. Whereas scripture will tell Mm -hmm. you that gray hairs are a crown of glory. Mm -hmm. And it's like. There's a beauty to that aging mm-hmm. process, mm-hmm. I mean, apart from the fact that you got to live life, mm-hmm. right? And just that appreciation that mm-hmm. you got to live all yeah. those years to the point where your hair is mm-hmm. turning gray, mm-hmm. and a lot of people never make it that far.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But mm-hmm. there's also, like you said, that piece of learning and growing in character. Mm-hmm. Like, that stuff doesn't fade, that stuff doesn't go away, that stuff gets mm-hmm. better.
1: hmm hmm And I think, you know, there's no judgment on people that love to wear makeup and love to do their hair and, you know, um, they just see it as a form of art, you know, Mm -hmm. like some of us like to dress well. Um, maybe some people don't like to wear jeans or some people like to wear jeans Mm -hmm. and, you know, um, and different women like to present themselves differently. So there's no, you know, judgment on people that like to wear makeup, but i guess what we're trying to say is don't let that define who you are Mm -hmm. just let it be a part of your expression Mm -hmm. of who you are but let it not define you so you know as you were saying jen like you know it's almost like window dressing a bad personality behind this perfect picture you know um so definitely i agree with the inward working um you know of oneself and character and just being mindful of the fact that we we should be working a lot on our on our, you know on what's on the inside and that's why I feel even these topics that we're dealing with that's what we're trying to do is chip away so that we can get to the real inner issues and you know and that would show on the outside and I, I remember this so clearly people you know say that confidence is the most uh, beautiful thing you can wear mm-hmm. and it's so true because sometimes somebody can walk into the room and not be the most attractive person, but because of their personality, people are just drawn to them. They have this, like, magnetic pull. So, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, yeah, I think it's a challenge for all of us to be able to do that.
0: How do we challenge, like, the world's standard of beauty?
2: How do we challenge the world's standard of beauty? Yeah so this scripture comes to mind <laughs> mm-hmm. first, first Peter 3 um, says do not let your adorning be external the braiding of hair and putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear but let your adorning be the hidden person of the mm. heart with imperishable beauty of mm. a gentle and quiet spirit which in God's sight is very special or very precious and and mm. I think of that because it kind of ties together everything that we just said, as as well as like our podcast's whole focus, Mm -hmm. which is being mindful of the socks that we Mm adorn. And I think that challenging the world standard of beauty comes right back down to that. It's how do we as individuals think of beauty,
3: Mm
2: -hmm. and um, what is the truth that we know about beauty, and according To that scripture, the beauty that is truly imperishable, it is our our um, character. It Mm -hmm. is that which comes from inside of us, Mm
3: -hmm. not that which is
2: external. Mm -hmm. And like you said before, that really comes from a fear of God, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: knowing who He is, believing who He is, Mm -hmm. and trusting and believing that. Our identity is rooted in Him and anything that is beautiful about us comes
0: from Him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think of, I, I don't know too much about this person, but sh- I know she's in ministry. Joni Erickson Tada, is that her name? Do you know what I'm talking about? No.
3: No. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, well I think this is someone who's, um went through like a season in their life dealing with cancer. Like I'm pretty sure she had cancer. And I think she had her breasts removed, but I also think she's in a wheelchair, and all these things that she's faced in terms of her physical challenge mm-hmm. has not diminished the beauty and just the value and how she's contributed to the mission that God had for here, mm-hmm. for her here on Earth, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, I think for me when I think of challenging like the idea of the world standard of beauty, it's to take it away from like. A persona mm-hmm. or a physical appearance, mm-hmm. but maybe not even just um, like the inner characteristics, but maybe it can be. I don't want to say like an object, but sometimes like I've seen the moon and like in the middle of the night, and I'm just like, wow, mm-hmm. that's beautiful, mm-hmm. right? So just mm-hmm. looking at beauty um, in terms of God's creation, but like holistically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: you know, I I also think that, you know, there has to be some value placed on, like, on your body uh, in terms of, you know, I I think we're not saying that we should just not care about ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, Scripture is also clear that our bodies is the temple of the Lord. And I feel like um, in perfecting your inward self, I feel like it will give you, um, it will kind of push you to want to do to represent yourself in a good way, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, whatever it looks like to you. But I think when you do that inward work, it makes you want to present yourself well. Mm-hmm. Because you realize, you know what, I'm doing this out in, out of an, um, an inside extension of yourself. It's not just like yeah. trying to do the outward and then, you know, superimposing that on the inside. But it's rather doing the inward work and then it displays itself on the outside. Just because, you know, you want to re- represent yourself well as as a woman of God, you know, yeah. so that when people look at you, they're not like, okay, she's weird, she's, okay. you know, some yeah. kind of strange
0: only
2: thing,
1: year. you know. Which
0: is fine, too, if you only wear long skirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I think. I think of that verse, um, I'm paraphrasing, and I hope I get it right, <laughs> uh, but like, that it's not what goes into our bodies that defiles us, but what comes out mm-hmm. of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I thought of that just like when you were talking about like how um, how who we are and what we feel about ourselves on the inside kind of manifests on the mm-hmm. outside. Mm-hmm. Like when you talked about earlier, Jen, like feeling happy and excited about getting pretty, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that there is that part of us that, like, when we feel really good, yes. we want to look really yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. when we feel really bad, we yes. just don't care. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So it really does manifest.
0: Yeah. Mhm.
2: Mhm.
0: One thing, and I know this is probably gonna sound funny, and I think Jamila will laugh at me, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think giving birth to the two babies now. Sometimes like, when I go out, I think of myself as representing them. Like mm-hmm. if I'm taking them somewhere, um, and because I've had people address me like, "Are you someone's mother?" Mm-hmm. Right? So they may not see the child, but because they're seeing me as yes. a representation of that child, in a situation mm. where like I wouldn't have cared to do my hair or like wear, think about you know what I'm wearing. I'm going, okay, if I'm going to be there representing this child, like I want to present myself properly, mm-hmm. right? And I think in the same way, or in a similar way, when it comes to, um, you know, as a woman of faith, like representing God, yeah. right? Especially in my I family see. where mm-hmm.
3: like
0: I'm the only Christian in my immediate family. Mm-hmm. Um, if I, I need to put myself together because I'm representing someone mm-hmm. so much greater than me, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, it's okay to have your off days or whatever, but I think even today, like, was the first time in a long time that I have (laughs) been outside, so my mom looked at me and she's like, oh, yeah, right? So I think, like, she remembered that, like, okay, yeah, you can do your hair, because I haven't even brushed my hair in a long time. But anyway, all that to say, I think also when we um, look at, like, who we're representing, Mm -hmm. right? So, Mm -hmm. yes, I'm representing myself, Jenny, but ultimately, like, I'm I'm representing God, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. right?
2: And it makes me think of that term like Sunday best Mm
3: -hmm. and how people
2: used to get like really dressed up to go to church because Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, you're going to the Lord's house. Mm -hmm, But like the reality is I am the Lord's house. Yes,
1: exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) exactly. Yeah, I love that. I love what both of you have just said about representation because I think that is probably just like the crowning piece to the whole beauty discussion Mm -hmm. is that we represent Christ, we represent God in his fullness, and because of that, we have a responsibility to represent him well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no matter what we do. So it's got to do with character, it's got to do with behavior, it's got to do with even externally how we present ourselves, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, because we have to value who we represent. Right. Yeah. You know, we have to value who we represent. Yeah.
3: yeah. This is true. <laughs>
2: Yeah. So, I guess my question would be, you two are both mothers, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're, bringing, you're, you're raising the next generation. Mm-hmm. So, what do you say to them to help them navigate through... Um, like, I guess kind of like what Jen was saying earlier, like the world's definitions versus Mm -hmm. God's definition of what is beautiful, like, Mm -hmm. well, you two both have sons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like, especially (laughs) because for us as women, Mm -hmm. a lot of what we feel comes from how men see us and how men treat us. Mm-hmm. So like what do you say to your sons? How do you raise your sons to value a woman's beauty or true beauty? Put your hands <laughs> yeah, you yeah, you
0: yeah. Well, okay, I think for me, especially as a single mother, right now, and I don't know if they will ever really have like a father figure who represents, or who is showing them how to treat Mm -hmm. a woman. So the one thing like I've told myself is, you know, if something were to happen to me, um, I want my boys to remember me as someone who was always honest with them, as someone who was always praying for them, Mm -hmm. um, as someone who was loving the Lord, Mm -hmm. right? So those are the things that I want them to remember me by. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when they're at an age, which is going to be a long time from now, when they're able to date and get married and things like that, Mm -hmm. those are the things that I want them to look for in a woman. So, yes, like, you should be physically attracted to whoever you're with. But recently, um, I know someone, you know, 29 years old, and he was killed in a car crash. And, like, I'm not trying to make this morbid, but that's the reality of life. Like, we Mm -hmm. don't know when... It's up we don't know when we're going mm-hmm. to go but the things that i want to impart on them is really i think just how i want them to remember me as someone who has always loved god and who's always praying for them and even though like their biological father wasn't in the picture that didn't stop me from loving them or loving the lord
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i think for myself uh, so you know, in terms of two ways, I think um, there's a huge responsibility on me as a parent to raise my children in the fear of the Lord. Because I feel like um, giving them that peace isn't ad- is put them at an advantage. Because if they know who Christ is, and if they are living out their faith, then... They will be just as concerned about like the inward mm-hmm. as they would the outward. So they would look for you know um, for a wife or for you know a girlfriend or whatever that has these godly qualities, mm-hmm. rather than seeing just only the outside. And yeah, there might be a pressure for that, but I also think that you know it, the scripture is clear. You know, raise up a child in the ways of the Lord, and when they old, they will not depart from it. And I feel like that is my purpose as a as a parent, is to be able to instill these things. Right. I think on the other side is the way their dad treats me is how they're going to treat their, you know, woman, just mm-hmm. woman, period, in their lives. And I think when they see, um, you know, a strong figure, like, you know, okay, my mom, she can be in sweatpants, but she's still my mom. She's still loving, mm-hmm. she's still caring, you know, or she can be dressed up and it doesn't take away from that loving, caring nature. I think the physical sort of um, what they see is probably what's going to take them forward, you know, as they yeah. grow. Because they're going to see it modeled mm-hmm. in their parents and in their, you know, and not only parents, it's like grandparents and whoever,
3: mm-hmm.
1: uncles and aunties, you know.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, yeah, that's my prayer, you know, that whatever I instill in my children, Especially when it comes to God, that that's going to take them through in their lives, even if they make mistakes, as mm-hmm. we all have done, you know, growing yeah. up. But generally, they would be, they would look at things, you know. And even their own, not only because beauty is sort of stereotyped with women, but even for themselves, you know, self-image, that they wouldn't have to feel, oh, I have to go and, you know, do all these weights, and I have mm-hmm. to look like this, and I have to look like that, and, mm-hmm. you know, because I think there's also pressure on men to yeah. conform to certain standard as yeah, well. Sure. So, yeah, I just want them to just love themselves and just be, and it's just with my three, each one has their own personality. They, own, they all dress differently. They wear their hair differently. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: No, just, that's uh, cool.
1: Yeah.
2: And I like that you both talked about, like, the examples that are being set for them. Um, I think of my mom and the example that she set for me and that she's never been a person who was very like bold in, fe- in terms of her fashion, mm-hmm. right? Um, she's always carried herself well, but she is like that gentle and quiet spirit mm-hmm. and she is always just selfless and just models that character. Mm-hmm. And I think when I look at her I just see beauty. Like it doesn't matter mm. it doesn't matter what she's wearing. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter how her hair mm-hmm. is. Like I just see her beauty because of the person that she is yeah. mm-hmm. and how she treats other people. Yeah. And I don't know like even right now like I'm just picturing her smiling mm-hmm. <laughs> and like it's just like a ray of sunshine. Like yeah. honestly. Yeah. And even like Larissa when you talked about like the way your husband treats mm-hmm. you, and your son seeing that, I think about the way my dad treats my mom, and mm-hmm. my mom's not going to be happy that I said this, but <laughs> my dad calls her pretty, mm-hmm. so he'll be like, where are you pretty, and he lets uh, yeah, her and yeah. stuff, and I know that she's not, like, like she'll just smile shyly, and yeah. stuff, <laughs> but, yeah. but, like, even just being able to see those small examples, and knowing that yeah, it's a lot more than physical. Like mm-hmm. I know I know mm-hmm. that when he uses that term of endearment that he is not just talking about her physical beauty, but right. he's talking about her whole right. person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I also think for me with the two boys, it's going to is very important that they also understand who they are like they understand their identity so what does that mean in the spaces that they're going to be in? Mm-hmm. And you know, I think all of us can agree that it's women as women we desire to be desired Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. but raising men i need to let them know like you are going to come across women Mm -hmm. who want your attention who want certain things from you and Mm -hmm. you need to understand your position in that and you need Mm -hmm. to understand Mm -hmm. that you don't take advantage of that you don't Mm -hmm. misuse that but again the importance Mm -hmm. of like raising them up in the fear of the lord Mm -hmm. right so even if you know someone's say throwing themselves at you Mm -hmm. or like whatever it may be right Mm -hmm. understand who you are and what that means in the space that you're in
1: Mm -hmm. and i think for you know when i think about little girls well i don't Mm -hmm. have uh, any girls but i have a little niece and i think there's also validation that's needed you know in terms of she needs to know she's beautiful at home like Mm -hmm. you have to keep on Saying, oh, you know, you're beautiful and celebrate the things that you know the world is going to find hard to celebrate mm-hmm. about her. Like her hair, you know, when her hair's done, I'm like, wow, I love how your hair looks, you know? Yeah. And just, you know, oh, you yeah, have such a pretty dress. Mm-hmm. Because I think there are going to be points when she's out there and people are going to judge her because she is, you know, a little girl of color, mm-hmm. you know? And it's going to be these certain expectations, but she'll be so confident because of growing up with, knowing, oh, wow, you know, I'm beautiful, and it's, it's something that becomes ingrained in you, and, and the reason I say this is because when I was growing up, my granny would always say, black is beautiful, mm-hmm. and even though I was darker-skinned than a lot of people that I knew, that stuck with me right up the time that I grew up, so I never shied away from being dark
3: mm-hmm,
1: or darker-skinned, you yeah. know, Because it was in the back of my mind, oh, black is beautiful. And because I really idolized my grandmother and I loved her to bits and I knew she loved me to bits, I just never had an issue with that. Mm -hmm. So I never felt threatened when I was in a group of people that were lighter skinned than me at all. Because I always had this behind in my mind, you know, black is beautiful. And I think that is what I also want to leave with the next generation, so like my niece, you know, to understand that. You know, and I think that's what her mom is doing, and what we all are trying yeah. to do as well. You know, um, because I think it's a little bit more difficult for females. Yeah. You know, yeah. Ultimately. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, I like when you said with your grandmother that because you knew that she loved you, mm-hmm. and that makes me think. And that sounds cliche, <laughs> but <laughs> it makes me think of the love that God has for us, mm-hmm. and it was a love that was sacrificial, a love mm-hmm. that was willing mm-hmm. to give up his son mm-hmm. and for his son to lay down his life mm-hmm. for us to attain true life. Right. And what could be more beautiful than Absolutely. that? Yeah. And knowing that you have this creator of the world and this savior of your soul Who loved you that much, Mm -hmm. and could do such a beautiful thing for Mm -hmm. you, Mm -hmm. he has to have seen some kind of beauty in you Mm -hmm. to think that you are worth it. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. And I think that's why it's important to remember that beauty is not necessarily a person that you've seen. Sometimes it's an act that is done. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And I think for me, like again, just like redefining it, and like our entire podcast is about the way we think, Mm -hmm. right? So. When I think beauty, the first things that come to my mind are materialistic and mm-hmm. they are physical. And again, there's nothing wrong with those things, but in my thinking, I need to, for me personally, I need to sh- like move away from that and think of other ways of how I can see beauty. And one of the things that um, I've been thinking about a lot is just the, the woman with the alabaster flask and how she anoints Jesus Mm -hmm. um, with this expensive ointment, and people are judging her, and he says, you know, why are you doing this? She's done a beautiful thing for me.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And to me, like, what is a greater compliment than having, like, Jesus say, what you've done for me is beautiful, Mm -hmm. Mm right? So I think for me, like, it's just when it comes to the way I think about beauty and the way I understand beauty, it needs to be redefined as something that's more than just physical appearance. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And I think the act, you know, that you speak about, Jen, is it's really interesting because I feel, you know, that's why in representing God, it's mm-hmm. important because it's the act of representing yeah. Him. Mm-hmm. So even though, you know, for you it might just be like, okay, you know, dressing well or, you know, putting yourself together in a way that's acceptable, and you go out there. When you, when people see you. You actually, it's like that. It's like breaking that alabaster jar because you're actually showing and displaying to people about this God that you serve. It's not just like, that's a removed thing. You know, I go to church on a Sunday and that's where it stays. But it's throughout your life, you know, daily, you're showing them. You're going to work, you're showing Christ, you know. You're driving your car somewhere, you're showing Christ. So I feel like, it doesn't put these these distinctions or these barriers we have between like your church life and your secular life. It's mm-hmm. like everything is one. And how do you represent him? You have to represent him well, so that your employee doesn't think, oh my goodness, this person speaks one way, but they represent themselves shoddily or whatever the case yeah. is. You know. So I think that's really important. I really like that uh, about the act because I think it's it, it has to be intentional. Mm-hmm. It has to be intentional. Yeah. No. And it
2: just made me think of smiling for some reason. <laughs> I mean I think I think we yeah. all know smiles are kind of contagious. Like when you see yeah. someone smiling, you want to smile too even yeah. you know, yeah. if you don't know why they're smiling. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: And, and I think
2: like even for us as believers, like that's a very small thing that we can make a choice to put on every mm-hmm. day and just brighten mm-hmm. somebody else's day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think there's, uh, like, I don't know anything about science, but I think there is some kind of science behind, like, when you smile and then, like, the things that, like, it triggers in your brain. Mm -hmm. Like, you actually become happy, you're joyful, Mm -hmm. you smile, even Mm -hmm. if that's not, like, something you're feeling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes, yeah, even with beauty, like, just go out there and do it. You Mm -hmm. know, whether it's you're presenting it or if it's an act or whatever, like be beautiful in, yeah, the way you present yourself and in the things that you do, and I Mm -hmm. think especially like, again, as women of faith, that is ultimately glorifying to God.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. So what's your closing thoughts, Jamila?
2: My closing thought is, yeah, beauty is not in
0: the eye of the beholder, it's in the eye of the Creator. Mm I think for me, it's, you know, I've struggled with so many things when I think about my beauty. Um, and like you said, complexion for me was one of them. Um, I got made fun of a lot and picked on at school a lot for being darker skin. But now it's, you know, knowing God and knowing that, no, he's the one who gave me the hairs on my head. He's the mm-hmm. one who created me. So I don't need to feel less than because I'm made in his image. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well, thank you so much, uh, ladies, for this conversation. And I feel like, you know, to our listeners, just remember that you are fearfully and wonderfully made and you are representing Christ wherever you go. Thank you so much for joining us today. We value each of you and would like to hear from you. So please do message us on Instagram at SIGpodcast. That's at S-Y-C podcast. We look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, we leave you with these inspiring words with On Our Lips.
4: Beauty. A beautiful mind is a crime to lay waste in a landfill space of illusion, where pretty little lies err in their perception. Thought darkened by provocation of systematic devaluation of truth, lusting for man-made approvals. Blind mind leading blind mind in relentless pursuit of empty treasure boxes filled with possessions of worthlessness. Painted faces hiding battle scars of sorrowful hearts. Concealer concealing deep pains within. Liquid foundation to cover the lack of a solid foundation upon which one can stand. Bodies used as thirst traps to gain vain approvals. Catfishes bamboozle because eyes can't see what lies beneath. It's a sad state to live a lie, to allow solid truth to simply pass you by, just so you can elevate yourself to a throne upon which there's really only one who belongs. You need to understand that he is true beauty, that he took it upon himself as his duty to create you in an image of splendor, a mirror reflection of himself in character, ethics, and love. He formed you and he called it good long before makeover started trending he was extending grace upon grace he was saving you face so that your beauty could be based on his glory after all from the start you have been a part of his story